Ladies and gentlemen, Kyrie. Welcome all fellow wannabes, welcome to Wannabe Music Reviews from Wannabe Critic Productions. Today we are interviewing yet another artist. We're interviewing uh, Kyrie. What's up Kyrie? How you feeling? What's up man? I feel great. How are you? I- I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, we were talking a little bit off mic, you know, just kind of shooting the breeze. I was kind of giving you the rundown of what was going to happen. I was like, you know what? I'm so glad that we're having Kyrie on the show because we just, we need that energy that you bring to the table. You know what I mean? So... Bro. Uh, Kyrie has a brand new EP out uh, called Pretty Lies. If I if I'm correct, right? I correct. forgot to I forgot to correct. refresh myself. It's one of those things. Why is it now? You know, records that came out ten years ago, right before streaming services were really a thing. Um, we knew every what every song title was. We knew what every <laughs> song name was, like all of it. But now a new record comes out, even by someone that I really really like, and I forget Bro. what it is. You know what I mean? Yep. All the time, yep. and just like memorizing phone numbers. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Who does that anymore? Yeah, who exactly. You know, there's all these youngins out here like talking about, uh, you know, hitting hitting uh, the females up, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that. You're like, oh yeah, I sent her a DM. It's like, bro, like you didn't grow up in the days like when we actually walked up to a girl and asked her for her phone number. <laughs> you just find her on the gram. They'll never know. You'll they'll never they know the never struggle. Though they will never know the struggle, but. Kyrie, um, I wanted to ask a question. You know, uh, we were kind of talking. We've been, we've been trying to put this thing together for months now. It feels like, um, you know, I was messaging to you about a personal project that I was working on. And I was like, oh, would you would you rap mm-hmm. for me? You know, would you like kind of rap for me on a on a on a song? <laughs> you know, I wanted to make something because I can't rap. I mean, I, I can try. I've tried. It just doesn't. It's just not great. You know, I, but I wish I could. So I hit you up and I was like, you know, would you mind? And your response, I just remember you were like, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> I was like, what? You're like, nah, man, I don't really, I don't rap anymore. I don't really do any rapping. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Not, you know, <laughs> no, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so would you classify yourself more as just like R&B slash like soul type music? Yeah, I would say, um, like modern R&B and okay. um, yeah, a little bit of a acoustic singer songwriter type vibes. Yeah. It's like a yeah. blend of the two. Yeah. 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 I, I think that uh, it comes through the fusion really comes through. I think, you know, on this newest EP, I listened to it. 
I've listened to it a bunch now, you know, but I can't, whenever you asked me like what my favorite song was, I had to actually go back and be like, okay, I was that one. Right. And, right. um, but the first song, you know, I'm like, he sampled his electric guitar, or he sampled his acoustic guitar and then, you know, float over it basically. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a really interesting fusion, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it's, it has a definitive, I think it has a definitive sound for sure. Wow. Um, but uh, I wanted to take a minute, you know, to kind of dive into your background a little bit, you know, and kind of sure. dive into, cause you've had quite the journey, you know, as a, as a songwriter, as a, you know, working in, in various productions and stuff like that. So kind of yeah. take us, take us uh, down memory lane. how did you get started in all this? So music, of course, just like everyone, it's always been a huge part of my life. Um, grandmother, grandfather, um, were jazz musicians in Louisiana. So that's where my family is from. I was actually born in Kentucky, right? So I grew up around bluegrass and country music. I lived an hour from Nashville, Tennessee, right? So heavy into acoustic music, um, absolutely love country. Um, Basically how I got my, (laughs) how I got my start was singing with my mother in the kitchen till two, three, sometimes four in the morning, even on a school night. I mean, she actually just drilled the love of music in me um, to the point where it was like unnatural to not hear music every single day. Right. And when you're listening to old school music, you start to understand what writing is, you know, how they put piece words together. Um, Music these days is more to the point, (laughs) you know, back in the day, it was a bit more colorful and creative with how, you know, even like approaching a woman. You know, it it was just way more creative, you know, back in the day. So when I decided to start writing, that's initially what I started doing. I was like, how can I be creative? You know, how how can I be like that? You know, a lot of the old school artists I was listening to. And uh, yeah, man, it just took off from there. I started writing um, competitions for Paramount Studios, uh, which was at the time located in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I won a couple of contests, nothing major. Um, got to tour a couple of studios there and just fell in love, man. Just fell in love. Yeah. So, I mean, I think at a young age, you know, realizing, you know, realizing that you have a talent, right. And being able to immerse yourself kind of in a way, you're kind of like on the fringes of the industry at a very young age, you know, and you kind of like thrust yourself into it. Um, was there ever a time where you felt like, this wasn't going to be what you were doing with your life. <laughs> was there ever a time where you're like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't pursue this, you know? Absolutely. I mean, what's funny is that um, the, the people that were in my life um, didn't have a big grasp on the music industry. And that's hard. If you're coming up around people who don't have a grasp of the music industry, there's a lot of uh, negative connotations surrounding it. Um, they think it's going to pull you into direction where it's all about money and fame and you're going to lose who you are as a person or you'll get lost in the art and forget about, you know, the people that you love and care about. Um, so a lot of the people who I was growing up around, music was the last thing that they wanted me to pursue myself. I could listen to all the music in the world, but oh, why would you do it yourself? You know, like, don't don't write and and start producing and like just stay away from it, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, uh, you know, cause I've, I've dabbled in it. Right. And no, you know, I don't have like a, like whenever I, I'll put it this way, whenever I need a, a second opinion of like production, I send it to Kyrie and have Kyrie listen to it. And Kyrie just be like, yeah, I don't know. Nah, <laughs> you know? you're a beast, man. And you're no, no, but, but I think it is kind of interesting how you talk about that. There's a difference between wanting to work in an industry and wanting to be famous in an industry. Um, and I think that's kind of what gets, gets mis, misrepresented sometimes. It's like, what you're doing is not, you know, isn't, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And, and in a sense too, it's like, even if you were to pursue fame, it's one of those things. It's like, it's, it's one in a million, like one in probably 10 million now. So, you know, really you're just, you're, you're better off to find more, more practical ways to do the thing that you love. And I I think, you know, I really applaud you for that because, you know, we, we, we kind of have a similar background, you know, in terms of like how we were raised and stuff like that. And, uh, I think, 
like what you're saying really rings true. You know, I feel like even in my own position with what I'm doing, I'm sure there's people out there who are like, oh, you know, you're going to get lost in it. Like, you know, it's like, no, like I'm like I'm I'm happy. You know, like I, I feel good. I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. happy to have like collaborators and people who I can I can kind of go to whenever I'm like, hey, you know, have you had to deal with this, this and this, you know, and yeah. You know, I get to have people sure. like I get to have people like you on, you know, to, to talk about that. And it's it just so happens that we have to, you know, that we 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 kind of have a background. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of funny because me and Kyrie, we actually met uh, on a volunteer project in New York uh, yeah. back in 2015. And Jeez, that's how I met bro. Kyrie. I mean, that's that's how I met you. And um, man, how much has changed way back, bro. In that time. I it know feels like forever. It feels like forever. But at the same time, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't give those, I wouldn't give those times back for anything. Cause Gabe had a lot of growing to do during that time period. Um, so same. And, and, yeah, I'll say so did Kyrie. <laughs> same. bro. <laughs> we jam, man. I, I was I a wild man. I can't remember, or I, I can't even think about how many times we were, you know, up just jamming, like just out on that, that patio, you know, oh, that, at that hotel and with the fire lit, with the fire and just singing bro. It was so much fun. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Bro. I was so. I was so entranced by your ability to play that guitar, bro. Oh, whatever. Just such a sick musician, even then, man. So I can only imagine now, like you just, you've always been so good at everything that you put your mind to. That's why I knew I like want to be critic. It's going to thrive. I it's going to thrive. Man. It's going to grow because they got a, a, the right man running it, man. Kyrie, sure. we're, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to make you feel good. We're not trying to make <laughs> you feel good. All right. People are going to feel great, man. You know? Okay. That's good. I'm, I appreciate that. No, it's, it's one of those things where music still means so much to me now. And without, without being that way that I was back then, I don't know that I'd be doing this now because I think being trying to like be the best I possibly could be at right. that, it opened up so many opportunities where it's like, okay, well, I want to do this, this, and this, and I want to go, you know, like I want to start a YouTube channel and a podcast and all this stuff. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy a license for music. I want to make my own music. Cause like, that's, that's dope. You know, why, why wouldn't yep. I do that? So, and it's, it's the coolest thing ever. Whenever you go watch an episode of the Mandalorian and you're like, oh God. And then you make your own theme for it. And like you get feedback mm. on it. It's like, dude, that was dope. It's like, yeah, I did it myself. What? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, a, it's a cool feeling to, to feel like you can do stuff. And yes. I think that that time period was very crucial for me to be able to do that. But enough about me, more about you though. You know, here you are thriving in, in your, in what you're trying to do, you know, right. with, with pretty lies is obviously it's, it's a banger. It's, it is a, how the kids call it. The kids call it, this is a mood, right? Um, oh yeah. So it's a mood. It's a vibe. Yeah. So, and yeah. what does Pretty Lies mean to you personally? Is this like a story that you put together of like life experiences? Absolutely. Um, it's a story about being realistic when it comes to the relationships that you're in, um, when it comes to love in general. So as you can, if you listen to the EP, in the very beginning, the guy starts off infatuated. He's just, this is such a dream, you know, this, this relationship that he's found. Right. And um, so much to the point where he's not even paying attention to the things that matter the most. Right. But then as the EP progresses, he starts to change in that he starts to grow and realize that a relationship is way more. So he's like, I want to see your true colors, you know, paint me a picture with your favorite colors. Like I want more, I want substance. And um, unfortunately, she's not on the same page. So towards the end of the project, he realizes, okay, it's time to move on. Even when he doesn't understand it, he knows, okay, it's time to progress and move forward. So it's, it's just a big story um, that I've been working on for a while, man. I've been working on it for a while. And I, you know, I, I hit you up. I was like, did you, were you writing that song, you know, whenever we were in, you know, Warwick and stuff like that, when we were living there and you were like, I don't know. And I was like, no, there's definitely verbiage there, but you, you know. <laughs> those ideas have been in place for a long time. And oh, yeah. I think it's apparent there because this, this story without even like hyper analyzing the lyrics and like trying to listen, I'm like, Oh, he's telling a story about, you know, being in love and yep. it, it feels very young. It feels mm -hmm. like a very young uh, perspective of 
almost like a, a chronicle of sorts of, mm-hmm. of a personal chronicle. Right. And I love that. I think it does, you know, and I love even thinking about it more by the end of it, realizing it's not on the same page. It's like all everything, everything that was, was just a bunch of pretty lies basically, because right. what you wanted to see wasn't what you wanted to see wasn't actually what it was. Exactly. And yeah. That I, I think that comes across, um, you know, very, very poetic, you know, and I think the you sent me a really cool mashup of the entire, you know, the entire EP and it was really well done. We're going to we're going to hold off on that until the end of, you know, the sure. you know, you're not you're not going to be able to hear it. But, you know, it'll, we're, we're going to introduce you in the, in the whole lot. Of, it'll be a lot of fun. But I have to ask, working on something like this, how much prep work? I mean, how what has this whole process been, you know, for because I know you've you've done stuff with several other you know uh musicians and you've kind of been featured on some stuff and you've done you've done things here and there pretty lies hasn't necessarily been the the only thing you've been working on right but just on this project specifically what has that process entailed and like what does it look like for you i I will tell you it taught me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about my work ethic because you talk about I, i have a family you know what i'm saying so the the process was me finding time which for whatever reason happened to be between two and five in the morning, (laughs) you know, just working on and and piecing this together, you know, day by day by day. Um, It was very fun and therapeutic. Um, But sometimes the process would start with me creating music, you know, in my stew, you know, maybe I'm I'm on the keys (laughs) or I'm playing (laughs) in the stew. Oh, that's, that's what they call it, bro. I never forget. I was working. I was working with this artist. I reached out to him. He's dope, by the way. His name is JX Hines. And um, I hadn't worked with a ton of musicians at at that point when I was reaching out to him, but I got his information and he was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the stew. You should come through. And I was like, it's like, where <laughs> have some stew. I had to act like I knew he was talking about right. it at the time, but now, now I'm down, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hip to it. So, well, I'm going to start saying that. And the guys, the guys on the podcast are going to be like, you're where? Who are? Yeah. Wh- um, oh my God. Where are you? <laughs> We've been uh, hanging out with. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um. So two to five in the morning, I have to ask because uh, I will literally go. Apparently I don't require a ton of sleep, you know, and it's nice <laughs> that I have the schedule to where if I needed, I don't nap either, but does it kind of follow the thing for you where, as soon as you're done, it doesn't matter if it's 10 p.m. or 1 a.m., you go back, you know, you go, you go get in your bed with your wife, right? And then you just lay there and yep. like, you know exactly what you could be doing with that time. And you're like, I'm not tired. I could be editing this, this, and this, and doing this, this, and this. And like, you basically, it's like a fight to try and go to sleep type thing. Yes, man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, Bro, literally the exact same struggle. Yeah, Which I mean, my, my wife has no problems going to sleep. I've always had trouble going to sleep, dude. Same. So I'm like, I'm not just gonna sit in the bed, yeah, while she's knocked out. Like, we're good. I'm not just gonna sit here and stare at a black, yeah, nothing. Wall. Like, I'm yeah, not gonna do right. it, bro. Yeah, no, I. It's it's weird because, you know, especially whenever we really started ramping up last year with stuff. I mean, I, I'd go to bed till at three in the morning, you know, and wake right. up wake up at seven seven or eight you know and eventually i started letting myself sleep in a little bit more but um it's kind of it kind of it kind of ebbs and flows there's times where it's like you know what i feel tired i'm gonna go to bed and it might be 11 30 midnight you know okay i'm gonna go to bed i feel tired i feel like i've done enough today but do you think that kind of falls into the thing of your you know you have so much to do and you want to just get all of it done, like all of it done. That way you can take on the next huge batch of things that you have to do. Like, is that kind of where you're in? I'm the type of person normally like my process starts with lyrics, me thinking, overthinking and <clears throat> thinking about things that happened in the past, things that I'm going through now. When I have lyrics that enter my head, I do. I can't rest until I've at least started to break some ground in the studio. I just can't. Like I have to start working on getting that out of my head or else I will literally just sit awake at night piecing literally full songs in my head or oh, how could I say this? You know, how could I relate this? You know, it's it's too much. Well, so even, I, like I have to be in here. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I remember 
there was a song I was working on last year and it was one of those ones where like I, I, I had just really like my, like frenetic lyrics, like lyrics that didn't really mean a ton. I was kind of going for like a cigarettes after sex type vibe. And oh. I remember I just laid, I just was laying like this really like fat, like muffed out bass riff. Right. And I was like okay. playing, I'm like, I was like barely mumbling into the microphone. I was like, and I was like, oh my God. And it was like midnight right then. So my wife is like, right, are you coming to bed? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to pray it up. And then I'm coming back in here. And I'm, and I, you know, it was one of those things like three or four hours went by. And like I cut the song, the first version of the song that night drums, bass, dual guitars, like vocals, Girl. harmonies, everything. But it was like Girl. a two minute song, right? And I, at the end of the, but I wish I could take it further because like for you, I bet it kind of falls into that thing of once you have that first cut, you don't stop there. You're like, okay, no. now how for me, it's always been the thing of this is punk rock garage sound raw. There's no need to overproduce this. Like this yep. is, this is the song. This is yep. it. And for the style of music that I like to make, th that's enough. That's how, you know, that's how they did it 20 years ago. Right. Or 30 sure. years ago, you know, they'd cut it in the garage. Sure. They play it 20 or 30 times, may maybe. And that was the song. But now, especially with as clean as your music sounds, I can hear the production value through mm. my headphones, you know, where it's like, I bet he sang that. I bet I bet he sang that maybe 50 or 60 times, you know, before he actually <laughs> got it done. Uh, can you kind of speak to that? I mean, what how, how many times will you actually cut, a, you know, cut a track for oh, an instrument or vocals or whatever? So that's it's actually something I have worked on because I used to be so anal just re-recording re-recording um lately i can get it down to like maybe four four or five um like my main verses um my hooks and harmonies are something i practice like non-stop so i can usually get those one or two takes but my main verse is usually four or five times before i have it exactly how i want it but what i make sure of these days is that when i start recording or I start a song, I finish a song that night. Because like, if you look at my Instagram bio, it says mood music, right? So whatever vibe I'm feeling, whatever mood I'm in, when I'm singing and writing, it will change the next day. Yeah. So that song will completely change. The vibe of that song will change. So I try to get everything done that night. Man, do you however I'm feeling. Do you Twitch stream while you do that? No bro you should like especially <coughs> should, with this money you should because there's there's literally such a i mean you could be making money off that probably right now you know i think about someone like logic who you know seven or eight years ago you're like well who's logic you know what i mean no right. one cares no one cares who's logic who's who's bobby tarant this guy's an idiot who is he and then just all of the sudden the gravitas that comes along with logic i think on on one of his records he had recorded like He's recorded over a thousand songs or something like that. And, Crazy. you know, 30 or 40 of them have become like his main, his main, his main shtick. Right. So I right. think of it in terms of now for you as an artist, that makes so much sense. You have a chronicle, you know, you have a, a, uh, a story to tell of all of these songs that you've made. And that, that makes a lot of sense whenever you do that, whenever you make the time to get in the studio, if I were, man, if I were yeah. you and I, I had the, the drive my biggest thing is i just don't have a lot of songs that come to me all the time you know i, I don't i i'm just I'm, I'm i'm invested in trying to be the wannabe critic you know gabe musician gabe only musician gabe comes and goes you know okay um so i'm invested in trying to do this but if i was you and i had the means to do so i if you're already doing it who freaking cares like i'm gonna check that out dude you should you definitely should but that was that was just something that came to mind just then no, i'm gonna check that out i appreciate the tip yeah for real um so I, I, I would I would like to ask too. Whenever it comes to equipment, <clears throat> mm -hmm. obviously you know you can look at the microphone I have and you're like, oh, that's a sure SM7B. You know, that's the industry standard. Whatever, yada yada yada. <laughs> have you recorded things where you were like, oh my god, this sounds so freaking amazing, and you were shocked at the quality that you got out of the equipment you were using? Um. Yes, with my audio. So when I was recording music before, um, I would say I did three songs without using an audio interface. So I was using 
Logic Pro recording directly into the computer. <laughs> okay. Kid you not, bro. With the I with, a, with the I microphone? Had a USB microphone. Okay. Well, still. I had a, still though. <clears throat> I had a okay. USB microphone. And um, in fact, my first three songs I recorded with the blue snowball. Fifty dollar mic, bro. Dude, right. So. Those those blues though. I mean the quality you got out of it. I mean, whenever you finish those songs though, were you kind of like Oh my God, like I'm a freaking baller. Like, how are you feeling in that moment? <laughs> Bro, they got the job done. They got the job done. I absolutely loved it. Just to be able to, you know, when you're new to it, being able to hear yourself, you know, in that manner, it's just, it's an incredible feeling, as you know. So it, it was one of those things where I started working with other people. And when I would record using their equipment, I saw the quality was 10 times better. And I was like, okay, I need to do something a little different. I'm not, I am one of those people. I don't believe you need thousands and thousands and thousands in equipment. You just don't. Yeah. Um, just do what you do and do it well. Get solid pieces and learn how to use it. You learn how to use it. It's that's half the battle right there. So yeah, yeah. I would I love- say my audio interface was my upgrade. Yeah. Well, even then still, you know, like, Basically, when you think about it, you know, a USB microphone, all it is is basically an audio interface that you can't really you can't turn. It's not tangible. You can't you can't play with the knobs and, you know, mess with all the mixing and and do it there. It's all on the computer. And I I just don't trust that process. I never have, Um, even though it's the same thing as, you know, if I turn my microphone down like this, you know, with the knob, it's it is what it is. But you can do the exact same thing. A computer, I think. And obviously, you know, like phantom power and stuff like that definitely comes into play. But. I love hearing you talk about learn what you have and like use it well. Yes. You know, we've had people on the show before, you know, in you know, people in like the gaming industry that that work on gaming music, right? They've had right. to work from home. Literally just sending them, you know, sending them a, a blue microphone, you know, not a snowball, yeah. but sending them like a Yeti to to sing into, you know, and to make a makeshift vocal booth and because they're that confident that they can get the mix just right. So it just goes to show and you can attest to this, you can make stuff sound good, really good, you know, on, I think about when, and I think about this too, me, you and Psalms, right? We made a song whenever we were in, um, in Warwick, right? Yeah. And it's so wavy, man, bro. Such a good time. I was, I I listened to that. Not, not probably, probably about six or seven months ago. I was like, I want to go check that out. My first thought was like, oh my God, I was so thin. Like I thought, I thought I was, I thought I was fat then, you know what I mean? Um, but I was listening to that. I'm like, we recorded that with a iPhone, uh, microphone, like a headset, my, uh, headphones, like a headphones, microphone, literally bro. And still, you know, and just mixed it inside garage band. You guys mixed it inside, inside garage band. And yeah, we was in there like this, bro. Yeah, literally. That's, that's on how the we iPad. did it on the iPad. And the quality you got out of it. I remember bringing that song back home to my family and showing them like, yeah, look what we did. And them just being blown away. Like, how did you like, is there a studio? Like my aunt, she's like, was there a studio you guys went to? And I was like, yeah, it's called the, uh, IPAD studio. It's like, Oh, you know? So I don't know. I it's, it's cool to see kind of your journey in terms of just like, not only equipment, but just everything in general. Um, what microphone do you have now, by the way? Um, so right now I'm using a Rockville, believe it or not, um, for this podcast. But I have a Sony CR20 that I record with and I got it used. I did not pay for that microphone. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. And yeah, it's, well, it works for me, man. Yeah, it's whatever beautiful. whatever works for you. Um. So obviously, you know, uh, pretty wise that there's, it is a very delicate, uh, very driven, um, sensual at times for sure, you know, uh, with its tone and things like that. There's definite, there's definitely maturity found within, mm-hmm. uh, the record. Um, where did you find, uh, you know, what, what, what would you say your biggest inspirations are for this, for this EP? Ooh, um, I would say a lot of the, the stories. I would be lying if I said it wasn't like things that I experienced myself. Um, I wanted my first project. 
honestly, if I could have done my first project, it would have been three, four years ago. And I didn't have the ability to do it then, um, nor the time. So now that I had the time, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to all of those moments I wanted to write about and record about then, and I'm going to get it done. So everything that you hear is, is something that I've been through or I've seen very, you know, up close. So, um, and then <laughs> as far as like, I don't know if this was a question, but as far as artists that have inspired me right now, I kid you not, Taylor Swift, bro. Bro, she is killing it. Taylor Swift is a monster when it comes to storytelling. Well, and yeah, I'm, don't even get me started on her because she's she's bigger than the Beatles. Like, bro, it's insane how she does it. And you know, folklore to me was one of those things. Like, that's such a good. That is such a deeply personal record. And whenever you can put something out like that and have it be relatable and just confidently be like, you know, I think about someone like Lady Gaga, it's like, I don't know if they're going to like the record, you know, you know, Taylor Swift puts it out and she's like, I don't care. You know, if she proved that with reputation, she puts that reputation. She's like, fam, don't care. (laughs) You know, I'm doing this for me. Crazy. And I think that's something I really respect about Taylor Swift is she's always kind of been that way of yep. this is for me first. Like the, the, the fame is for me. The, the music is for me. It's all for me first yep. and for you second. And I, I love that. But no, no cap, though. She's like one of your biggest inspirations right now. Yes, man. The imagery in her music, um, the harmonies, like everything. So if you listen to my EP, one of the things I was really proud of were the harmonies because it's all me. I didn't have any help with this. You know, so all of the layering and stuff, man, I spent like countless hours making sure I was able to get all of that included. And um, yeah, she was a huge inspiration for that, man. I'll be listening to her music and I'm like, wow. And I know she's got like four or five, six plus people working on this stuff with her. But it's like still, though, uh, the imagery, the the storytelling, the vocal decisions. Everything just fire, bro. And, you know, I, I think it's, for me, it's one of those things with her where I don't think she's like the most talented singer of all time. You right. Know what I mean, I think she's right. a good, she is a good singer for sure. I'm not saying she's a bad singer, but she's no like Christina Aguilera or right. you know, like, she doesn't have like this crazy range or even Kelly Clarkson. She doesn't have like a power of like Ke- Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. She does the thing of she knows how to use her tools to the best of their ability. And she knows yep. how to write a really good pop song. I think about like 1989, the director's cut or whatever of her, like kind of talking, be like, yeah, we're going to go like, da, 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 you know, and like her, her yeah. pitch, pitching it to the producers and then being like, oh, and then we can put a, oh, you know, and like all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, she just, she just, she just, uh, someone, someone that sings like her will be more relatable. Yeah. You think about half the people that are listening to this music, they can't sing. These yes. aren't, these aren't R&B and pop singers with these incredible, like big voices. They're just people who are going through stuff that need a way to let out what they're going through. They need a way to express it. And she just has this ability to connect with people with their music. She just does a great job with it. Yeah. It's that, that's, that's super interesting to hear that that's been, you know, like one of your main inspirations though, moving forward. Um, Do you listen to many other genres outside of, you know, I mean, obviously you said Taylor Swift, but if that is like, because I know I see on your Instagram stories and stuff, you're usually bumping your own music, which is right. something a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people can can kind of, one of two things happens. They're either afraid of it or they listen to it and be like, yo, this is fire. This is so awesome. Like, I'm the greatest thing ever, you know? And it's like, okay, well, now I don't want to listen to your music, you know? Um, other whenever you're not listening to your own music in the car or Taylor Swift, you know, what's like your is R&B kind of like your go to genre in general? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I would say R&B and singer songwriter. Um, I listen to a lot of acoustic music. You you gave a shout out to someone I listen to a lot. Cigarettes After Sex. Oh, yeah. I love that band. I, I'm the type of person that I, I fall in love with certain songs and I will keep listening to them. K is my joint. Yes. K is my joint. Yeah. That, that, and that's the thing, too, is whenever bands kind of like corner their their sound, 
it's like, yep, this is another cigarettes after sex record. Okay. I've heard it before already. That's fine. I still like this one or like beach house. You know, it's like, yep, it's another beach house record, <laughs> you know, yep. I, and that, and that's fine. Cause that's that, that may be all you have ever, you know, and yep. write it, write it as long as you can. Um, but that's cool though. That that's kind of like your, your, your kind of your go-to genre, but whenever you do kind of want to like break out of the shell a little bit and like, you know, I'm feeling something a little bit different, you know, like what's kind of your go-to, uh, different, Mm. you rocking out to any system of a down or you know any uh, like metal foo fighters anything nah it's it's more like bon ivor for me oh that's kind of me like stepping out right yeah going um (laughs) (laughs) that's that's Like, oh yeah, I'm really gonna get rowdy tonight. Put on some. I'm gonna bon get crazy Iver. with this yeah. Bon Iver, bro. Put the kids to bed, man. It's, yeah, it's no. Bon Iver time. No, um, but yeah, I mean, just because um, my taste, just because of my background, is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've that- I've never boxed myself in. Um, yeah. So it's it just depends, man, on on the time of my life, what music I'm listening to. But yeah, when I jump in the car, bro. I listen to a lot of people that aren't known. Yeah. A lot of people like I have people. There's one guy I give shout outs to on my story all the time. His name was Rodney Brown. Super dope singer, man. And just and songwriter. And he's only put out two songs, bro. Every time I get in the car, I'm telling you one of one or two of his songs are played. Because you have a decent commute to work, right? I work from home now. Oh, you work from so home every now. time you see me in my car. It's for absolutely no reason. You're just driving around listening to music. I kid you not, bro. That's fire. That's that's. I dope. look for opportunities to to get in my car. Hey, babe, you need something from the store? Cool, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> anything. I gotta, gotta, I gotta leave, <laughs> bro. I'm telling yeah, you. Well, man. No, that I mean, you think about it. Like, there was a time where that was the thing to do. It's like you'd get in the car and you'd listen to the radio and like you'd go about your day, and that's that's just how it was. And you know, there's times for me where I'm like, okay, I haven't listened to any podcasts at all, you know, and I'm going to, there's, there's a ritual. It's like, I'm going to, if the dishes need done, I'm going to put my headphones in. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Um, I'm doing the dishes, you know? And that's like, I feel like that's kind of for you. That, that kind of seems like a similar thing. It's like, I'm going for a drive. No, I'm not getting anything. I, you know, if you need something, I'll get something. I'm just going for a drive (laughs) to listen to my music. So yep. that's, that's dope. I, I love hearing that. I'll, I'll, now I have another, you know, picture in my mind every time I see those stories. Um, <laughs> so what's your kid's name? Brayden. Kyrie Brayden, Brayden Bryant. Kyrie Brayden Bryden, Bryant. Excuse me. Yep. So does he like your music? Oh my goodness. He's my biggest fan, bro. Does he love it? Oh, he's my biggest fan. He, he makes, he makes me feel really, really good. Oh, that's like when I tell you he's my number one fan, he knows all the words. He'll be like, that's fire. He's only two years old, bro. He'll be like, that's fire. He'll be like, from the top. You know, I'll play something. He'll go, thank you for my song. That's a oh. good song. Oh, I mean, he's, a, he's a sweetheart, man. What so, a good yeah. kid. So do you feel like you're kind of like kind of instilling that kind of those same roots that like your mom did with you, like being very musical with your kid and like kind of doing bro, the same type of thing? I feel like even more because my mother had me on a specific genre, right? She had me like it was strict old school R&B. That was it. I'm putting my son, my son onto every genre, you know, that I listen to. Like, I don't want him to be boxed in. And at the age of two, like I want him learning instruments. So I bring him in the studio. He knows how to bro. These kids, man. These kids, they're so smart. Like what he can do with an Akai midi. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's there, ridiculous, I mean, bro. That's how, you know, that's how prodigies are made. You know, think about, and I hate to use this terminology because I think he's a complete douche, but um, Justin Bieber, right? At the very, <laughs> very young age. I mean, that kid was playing music from the beginning as soon as he could. And it's like the sooner they learn how to do it, us as people, you know, human beings, it's just, it's accelerated, you know, at a, yeah. at a very young age. Um that's that's really cool though. Thank you for my song. That's that's cool. He sounds like yeah, a cool man. Kid. Oh man, he's he's awesome. That's dope. That's he's dope. Awesome. 
so now that pretty lies is out right i mean it's it's like oh finally like thank god like here we are pretty lies is out the weight is lifted uh have you been getting any feedback that you're particularly you know uh, happy about i mean is it performing oh, man. without getting you know i'm not trying to like is your record doing good or not you know i'm like how do you know it's it's doing solid because today is the today is the pretty lies one week anniversary um so we're close to twenty thousand streams um for the full project um it's getting a lot of love and, and to me that's huge when I put out this project, I'm not huge on promotion, right? right? I I put out this project number one for me first. Yeah. And then for the few people that I have in my life who've been supporting me for years and wanted me to put out a project for years, I was like, this is for you, right? So I didn't care if it was 10 people that heard it. Yeah. Like this was something I was like, my day ones, like they're going to be like, finally, you know, maybe yeah. maybe the next one I'll promote and, and we'll go crazy with it. But for this project, I just wanted it. I'm like, oh, let me let me drop this EP, man, get it out the way. And then um, the feedback that I've been getting from friends and family has been incredible. And then a bunch of the people that I don't know um, on social media, the way they've been connecting with the songs has been incredible. That's that's got to feel such a good feeling, man. That's got to, that, yeah. I, I, and, and kudos, like, dude, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you because, you, you know, years and years of hard work, you can't, there's a thing of if you're doing it for other people only, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. You're never, ever going to be happy. And now you have this thing that sounds very professional. It's very personal. It is, you know, it's an accomplishment that this thing is out. Yeah. And kind of like what you're saying, you released it and like, you can look at that thing now and be like, you know, like you're, it's like, you're <laughs> like, you're happy, you know, you're happy that you yeah. did it. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's like graduating high school, but a million times better because you actually wanted to be there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure, man. No, I, so I, feel you. I, I think one of the coolest comments I got, um, was a young lady. I don't know who she is, but she reached out to me about the song without me. And she said, she, is currently in a situation where she feels exactly like that and just didn't know how to say it. She's like, this song expresses everything that I've been feeling for like the last three months and I didn't know how to say it. She's like, I, I felt selfish, like, like it was um, an arrogant thing to, to wonder why someone would be so happy without you, right? But I'm like, no, that's, that's the realistic part of a relationship that most people don't talk about. Yeah. You, the last thing you want to see. Yeah. We all want to see someone be happy, right? You really love and care about someone. You want them to be happy, but you also want to be <laughs> the contribution yeah. to their happiness. Right. So when that doesn't work out, you're like, what? What's it wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> who, who am I? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, exactly. it, the thing that I got out of it too, towards the end is like, I'd rather be sad for like, an entire year than ruin my life, you know, being with someone who's crazy or, you know, that just wasn't a good <laughs> fit or just being unhappy. Right. I'd be, I'd rather be sad yep. for a, a short period of time than be unhappy forever. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's really cool that, that you're getting that feedback and you're getting that type of notoriety, you know, from your work, from random people. That's amazing. I think, I think anyone who's in a creative aspect, that's what you want. And we were kind of talking about off mic too, you know, we're on the subject of social media. Uh, you whenever you're kind of self-publishing and doing the thing and and you're kind of on your own for the most part you know you're not a part of a label you're not doing anything like that right. you inherently have to wear like multiple hats you're not just a musician you're not just a, no. a producer you know you're not just producing your music now you got to figure out and it seems like you mostly concentrate on instagram like that's where the people are for you um because right. you know you'll see people on Twitter or on Instagram and it's like they have a ton of following on one platform, but not necessarily the other because they're focused on that one platform. And I think that's right. Instagram. Yep. Now you have to figure out the best way to operate Instagram and be a content creator for Instagram, because now you are effectively wearing the hat of, I know what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to express. Now, how do I find the best way to do that to these yep. that are following me? Yep. Um, has that been a challenge at all for you by chance? Yes, man. Because here's the thing. I, I was never um, a numbers person before. 
um, for and by numbers, I mean, how many followers do I have? How many people am I following? Um, but Instagram is an algorithms game, right? And unfortunately, because of the way our generation is trained and this, this new generation is trained, when they see an account that's not popping, they skip over it. And I'm like, that sucks because there's, there's going to be a lot of people that I want to hear this that are going to overlook it because my Instagram wasn't looking, you know, what they thought to be a successful account or something like that. So I was like, okay, let me, uh, let me play the, the, the game, you know, so to speak, <laughs> yeah, let me all. post covers and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we going to do? Do like yeah. music, music collabs, like doing, put, putting stuff on, on pages that do have that following that you want to take out. This is such a gimmicky thing that I don't want to have to do. And I think in, oh, in in every single in you know in every single like aspect of that because you are right you know you see you see someone's Instagram account the days of oh they seem like cool people whatever <laughs> those days are so kind good. of over you know so you have, unless you make those connections because um, the amount of followers you have is like a form of capital like they think that you have money or they think that there's yeah, value attached to that because you have twenty thousand followers yep um which is dumb that's stupid because that's kind of counterintuitive to what social media is supposed to be now facebook instagram like those are turning more into marketplaces than anything um to buy stuff that's about it uh which is why i love twitter um but you know you think about like having to figure out the ways to do that i think they're like for me with my with my personal with my wannabe critic productions instagram i'm like okay I have, I'm confident in what I, and what I can do. What is the best way to reach the amount of people? It's like, we're going to have to put some money into this somehow. It's like, right. well, I'll do a giveaway, you know, I'll do giveaways every month now. Smart. Right. Because now, you know, we had 195 followers and then in two days we, we acquired like another 30 followers. So it's like, okay, right. so it works. It does work. Maybe not as, maybe it'll be more sometimes and less sometimes the more we can do it though. That's great. Point is, is you've successfully done it, but it didn't happen overnight. Right. It took, no repeated efforts it kind of it was like kind of oiling the machine a little bit making sure the yeah machine man going um you mentioned numbers a second ago do you find yourself how do you keep yourself from looking at the numbers not necessarily of followers and likes but how do you how do you can how do you stay to where you can make it you can find contentment in like just the work itself and like the process itself like how do you say like how how do you personally get to that point to where it is just for you. Like it's not just for, it's not for other people. By, by creating content that's real and genuine. I used to have, um, back when I had trap acoustic, that was, uh, the brand I first started with, you know, the, the slogan was trap acoustic, real people make real music. Right. So my goal was anything that I put out, it's always going to be real. It's going to be genuine. It's never going to be all because that's what they want to hear these days. Otherwise, if, if I wanted to blow up and I actually cared about that, I would just rap. Right. I would just rap and just put out a few bangers. Like, cause I, bro, we, we can go crazy. If you want to, like we can hire me, bro. You know, I can just say nonsense. Right. So it's just one of those things. And that's one thing I've appreciated about, you you've said it several times in your podcast music should be for you first for the creator first you know and then for everyone else even at the detriment of the number right like you put out a video it gets one view it's like i don't care like i i i love that when i think about for you sometimes i'll hear your music and i'm like yeah that sounds like Kyrie. even at the dentro even at the detriment of it sounding like something that you've already made right you know what i mean like some people want to make everything sound different. It's like, no, this is what I do. This nah, I'm, in, I'm in a bag. It's not for everybody. Exactly. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And that's a, a funny thing that I've noticed um, with the gram is that uh, it's such a numbers game. If you don't post, you're going to lose followers. You're going to lose followers, right? So I've had like, right now I work off and on with Symphonized Audio um, and absolutely love their products. The headphones, but, right? Yeah, man. But they're super funny because they're going to look at, you know, if, you, if they have a, a content creator coming to them saying, hey, you know, I've, I've been working or using your products for years. 
you know, I want to work with you guys. First thing that they do is look at your page and see how many people they can reach because they're running a business. Right. So it's one of those things that I had to start paying attention to for business purposes. Yeah. So I was like, ah, man, if I'm not posting, I'm losing followers. Right. right. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of where the story, you know, the story strategy kind of comes into play is like posting to your story. It's like, God, I don't want to make a freaking Instagram post every single day. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just post your story because then you're going to reach everyone that's following you, you know? And that's, that's kind of the thing of, is it, it becomes another job, you know, that becomes another job within the job, the hobby. If you're ever going to take it past the hobby phase, if you're not willing to do social media, it's never going to happen. And I think about, we live in a digital age, right? You think about like the age of tape where all of these super famous music producers at the time, like these legendary music producers that refuse to switch to digital and nobody knows who they are. Yep. Because they refuse. It's like, I don't need social media. I don't need blah, blah, blah. That's like, bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get left behind if you don't move with the times, man. It's just how it is, you know? Yeah. And I think that's with everything. It's like, if you want to be successful, do you have a content creator? Are you, are you creating content? Because it ain't going to work, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. But, but no, it's like going back to what you said, you have to wear multiple hats, you know? What's funny is I recruit the people around me. I recruit family. Like I I say my wife is my PR, right? So if I'm debating what kind of content I want to put out or I write a song and it's a, it's a bit too much, you know, as far as, you know, risque. Yeah. Cause I try to be creative and every now and then I'm slick and I throw something, I throw something in there that if you think about it, you're like, ah, I knew what you were talking about, you know, and it's like, you know, she's my PR. She's the one that that checks me on that and is like, hey, is is this what you want people, people to hear? Is this yeah. what how how do you explain this to your son? Because oh. you know, he, he might get into he might get into music, but one day he's gonna look back and be like, Hey, what was this about? Yeah. Hey, how do I explain that to him? Yeah, that's that's good. And that's the thing I admire about your music too, is it's relatively clean you know, um, for the most part. And I do think that, you know, there is a hint of maturity in this new pretty lies record, just a little bit, right. but there, there should be, you know what I mean? There should be, if that's something you personally went to, went through. And it's one of those things, like if someone asks you, it's like, well, what does this mean? My God, how dare you? You know? And it's like, well, I did these things, you know, I went through this, yeah. this happened to me. And it's, yeah, I lived if you it. listen, if you listen to the rest of it, you can hear me talk about, yeah, like, that wasn't that wasn't cool. I wasn't okay, you know. Or I, right. I'm not I'm not a fan of who I was back then. That's the point, right? And yep. um, no, I I respect that a lot. And you know, it's it's great to it's great to see more artists doing that because mm-hmm. I I just stopped listening to rap entirely altogether because it all sounds the same. Um, it's so it, annoying. Unless Eminem comes out with a new record <laughs> or Logic, uh, you know, maybe. I mean, Kanye. You're gonna you're gonna listen to Drake's. Come yeah, on, you're gonna uh, listen I to mean, CLB. Drake's. You know, me and Drake. Yeah, me and Drake. Are, me and Drake's are. You know, me and Drake are homies. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but no, I mean, if Drake or Kanye, Eminem or Logic put out a new record, that's who I'm listening to. I don't yeah. look for new rappers because they're a dime a dozen. They all sound the same. It's like no, dude. Literally, the lyrics. It's like, bro, <laughs> they sound the same. They look the same. And it's funny because that is the the genre the most that preaches about being different yeah yeah and it's like that's ironic it's like you (laughs) realize literally looks and sounds just like somebody else yeah you realize like tupac and biggie like would be laughing at you right now you know what i mean like i for sure (laughs) yeah anyways but so so now you know now that pretty lies is out though and what is on the horizon next though for you like what is kind of the next step now for me it's more collaborations um, this project I put out by myself, like I said, uh, everything <laughs> from top to bottom was me. Um, I didn't have any features on it. So I think what's next for me is, is collabing, you know, with people. I met a lot of people on this journey that I turned down working with because I was so afraid of the project being different or other than me. Right. And that's like, you have to sacrifice some of that when you're working with people. And I was like, not on my first project. It, it yeah. has to be 100% me and what I went through. And, and I'm gonna leave it at that. But well, even, you know, even whenever you've had some success, 
You know, right. there, there's I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, right? I love Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is my spirit animal. Okay, that's <laughs> whenever I get whenever I I sit behind the drum set, I'm like David Grohl. How do I do that? You know, and then go just do my thing. Um, but he tells the story about whenever he was uh, you know, with Tom Petty. And uh, he, he went right after Kurt Cobain died, you know, he hadn't been around a drum set in a long time. And Tom Petty calls him up and he's like, hey, you want to come play Saturday, Saturday Night Live, you know, with me and the boys. And right. he talks about how he was just like loved that. Like it was an absolute blast. And uh, he remembers going home, you know, and getting a, uh, a phone call from Tom Petty. He's like, hey, man, like if you want to do this for real, like we need a drummer, you know, like we're just mm. have hired guns right now. Like. That's all we have going, you know, that's all we have right now. And Dave Grohl talks about, cause he was working on the first Foo Fighters record at that same time. And he, he says he was on the phone. He just, he just remembers hanging up the phone, you know, and telling Tom Petty that it was, that he wasn't going to play drums for him. And I think about that story all the time wow. because you told literally the legend, you know, one of the biggest legends in rock and roll, even 30 years ago, no, I'm not going to play drums for you, even though you really want me to. I'm going right. to do this other thing that I don't even know if it's going to work. You have to take right. those risks. You have to do that kind of stuff. And to me, that's exactly what this sounds like with Pretty Lies, where you kind of had maybe some big opportunities where it's like, I, I did. Oh, man. Like, I, if I say no, like, it literally, I'm an idiot for saying no, but I have to do this. Right. Bro, I, I was getting, I was in touch with people um, who worked with the baby. Um, <laughs> In touch with people that were, I mean, with, with some pretty big artists, man. And I'm here in Charlotte, you know, so it was all too easy. The connections and everything were lining up. But I was like, it's just not the right time yeah. for collabs right now. I, I didn't want to sacrifice um, any part of that first project, bro. I didn't want to sacrifice any part of it. So, yeah, I mean, because you got to keep that integrity somehow, you yeah, know, and, man. and keep... You, you, it's it's good that it, you made it for, you made it for you first you know we've talked about right. this several times it's like it was about what you wanted to do first and it doesn't matter about notoriety because then if you do do if you do do those collabs guess what you ain't producing it they're telling you exactly what to say how to say it they're just yep. utilizing you as a tool basically it's not you yep. it's for the it's for the production and you know I, I applaud you because I think ultimately pretty lies is out. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, you're getting a couple vinyl copies of it and I'm yeah, definitely, man. I'm purchasing two of them, one for myself and one to give away, you know, so right. I'm excited to to do that. And I'm just, I'm really, really happy for you, you know, that, uh, that this that. project has come together and, um, I'm really, I'm really thankful that, you know, you, you took your time to today to come and talk about the show and just kind of relate, you know, this is, this is real life. Like Kyrie is just a regular dude. And, you know, yeah, his, man. his career is, is continuing to grow and his audience is continuing to grow. And I'm, I'm thankful that he was we were able to get him, you know, to, to come on the show. So, bro, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks absolutely. For having me, man. absolutely. And I, I wish you nothing but continued success and happiness, bro, with what you're doing, man. Just be happy. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Same to you, man. I, I, I hope we can get you again. You know, when the when the next record pops off. You know, when the next thing comes off, whenever you're, yeah, you know, man. whenever Drake calls you up and he's like, you know, <laughs> hey, I need you. You know what I mean? I hope you'll come on, you know, we want to be show and uh, talk about it, you know, talk about what that was like. Um, of course. Because you know, yeah, and, and who knows? I, I, I might be tapping you for for future stuff in general because this was a lot of fun and uh, I appreciate it. Please do, on, man. Please so. do. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So I appreciate yeah, man. that. Looking forward to it. Well, one last time, where can people find your stuff? Uh, where can uh, where can the people find you? everywhere so, <laughs> um, around you <laughs> follow me on instagram Kyrie makes music um I'm, I'm going to tap into some other social media sooner or later um but as far as my music apple spotify deezer title amazon um any and everywhere um all streaming platforms so look me up if you like good vibes and and genuine vibes I hope I'm your guy. There you have it. You're my guy for sure, Kyrie. Thank you so hey. much for tuning in uh, or, you know, for, for showing up. And thank you to, as the listener, the viewer, whatever. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and, and listening to us chat for a while. I do want to take a second to uh, just thank our Patreon producers for the month. 
of March. Uh, we have Sage and Clove. We have HH Wax Bar. We have Luke Collins. And we have Zoe Chanel. Um, if you want to go over to patreon.com slash wannabe critic and, you know, pledge whatever you want. Like, uh, there's there's no pressure to do so. But if you want to, if you want to support the show in, in a bigger way, you can do that. You can do that that way. Um, but uh, honestly, you just being here to listen to it and, and you know, interact with it, that's what really means the most to me. Um, it just comes to a point where it's like, hey, you know, how do you take it to the next level? And for me, it was starting a Patreon account and, and doing it that way. So go check that out. But we have a ton of other projects, though, that we work on. You have a ton of other stuff that we're working on down in the description down below. So go check out all that stuff as well. Once again, thank you to uh, Kyrie for coming on. And uh, we, uh, we will see you next time. But before we go, check this out. Hey there. So, you have stumbled onto one of the many projects that we have over at Wannabe Critic Productions. This just happens to be the music project. I review music and I have ideas to do other things music related uh, on the YouTube channel and the podcast. I just have to say thank you so much for checking it out. I really, really appreciate it. But if you want to check out more stuff that we have going on over on our, you know, various projects... I encourage you to go check out some of the projects in the description down below, whether it be our YouTube channel where we post podcasts, there's going to be Let's Plays, there's reviews, there's interviews, there's all kinds of things over there, but we've kind of morphed it to be a kind of catch-all for all the different things that we do other than music. So I encourage you to go check that out. That being said, though, thank you so much for listening today or watching today. I really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on podcast services, make sure you leave us a review. Uh, I would really appreciate it and it uh, would help you know keep me relevant. So I am Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Uh -huh.